Blog Talk Radio. Hello, guys. Hi, hi. How are you? Doing good. I am so sorry. You know, I was looking over the Facebook text I sent you and saw the email. I thought, did I send them that email? I am so sorry. I am just, I'm worried about me. Uh, Geneva, are you here? Yeah, we have Geneva here. Hi, how are you? Hey, good. How are you? Um, Let me make sure I... Got your name, Geneva. Yeah, is it Geneva sorry. Arena? Okay. Yeah. All right. And then we have uh, we have Cameron. Oh, good. Our drone. Great. Yeah. You all on the same phone? Yeah, we're all on one phone. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, um, all right. Well, uh, looks like we're about to start, and uh, if we haven't already, and um, I'm going to mute your microphone while I introduce the show, and I'll be right back. Okay, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Again, welcome back to Madam Perry's Salon. I am your host, your groove mistress, your spiritual advisor, and your cruise director, Madam Perry. But you can call me Jen, Jennifer, Perry, JP. Um, I'm just glad to have you here, glad that I'm here. Hey, by the way, I want to say thank you so much, uh, everybody that's following and sharing and listening uh, on whatever podcast platform you prefer. But thank you. Uh, was it yesterday, the day before, another gigantic spike like the last, I don't know, maybe Thursday is um, um, everybody's day to listen or Tuesday. I don't know, but it's like Tuesdays and Thursdays. I had this big, uh, like uh, 200% jump in, in listeners, and so thank you very much for that. Also, people have asked uh, questions about some of the recent guests, Bruce Sudano, Bruce Sudano, who some of you remember from in the in the day from Alive and Kicking and also uh, Brooklyn, the band Brooklyn Dreams. And you definitely know a lot of the music he did with his late wife, Donna Summer. Uh, Bruce Sudano was on here his second time to visit a few weeks ago. And 
Yes, his new EP is Spirals Volume 1, and it's beautiful. Bruce has not lost a thing. He's still got a still great writer, great voice. Everything about him is still tops. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. And I told he said that it is available in actual CD as well as digital. And uh, his manager said that his manager's friend of mine, and she wouldn't she wouldn't fit. So that plus coming up next week, uh, we have oh, another because you guys love these folks, and so do I. Another writer author of black or African American science fiction and fantasy erotica. Uh, before we had Valjean Jeffers uh, coming back is her partner, actually, Quentin Veal, will be here in two weeks. And next week we'll also have an uh, Afrofuturist writer, Milton Davis. And he's been here before a couple years ago, and he's going to be back. Also, Billy Vera. Uh, Billy had a popular band, Billy and the Beaters. Uh, He's also done a lot of acting. I think I first saw Billy in uh, the movie Buckaroo Banzai, where he played Pinky Carruthers. But everybody knows his song um, at this moment. You know, what would you think? Uh, What did you think I would do at this moment? You come there before me with tears in your eyes. Yes, that Billy Vera. He's going to be here uh, next Thursday night, and I am so excited. He's got a new book out. He, uh, well, two new, one about his life, and one, uh, he's a music historian as well as a musician and actor, so he'll have that. So uh, if you're listening live tonight, and this is June the 4th, it's Thursday, 8.06 p.m., GMT minus 4. If you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, if you would, if you don't mind, if you feel so inclined, there is a little green an azalea box on top, or I call it azalea in the south. That's what this color pink is. And in white letters it says follow. If you would follow that so that um, you'll know what's going on. And also you can let me know what shows you like, what you want, uh, and who, who you want to see on here. Now, tonight... I am so psyched. You have seen me post this everywhere from Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, uh, Facebook, everywhere I can put it. Everybody I've told, I'm so excited because I've been wanting to have this band on for a long time. And I actually got to see them live in March and so thrilled to have them here. Uh, They are an extremely... uh, talented, imaginative uh, group, and I could go on and introduce them, but people are texting me saying, just shut up and get on with it. Okay, here we go. Well, they didn't say it like that. But anyway, I just want to welcome, um, for the first time here inside the Genie Bottle, Key of Vaudeville. Welcome to Madame Perry Salon, folks. Hello, hello. How are you? Hey. How's it going? Hey. Hey, doing great, doing great. So glad to have you here. Um, yeah, glad you, to be here. I, I, okay, listen, this was like when I saw you live at, in Tucson at Wild Wild Westcon. That was like the, uh, you know, uh, some of us from that weekend is called it like the last magical time. It's like we were all there and all dressed up and all having a great time. We got to see, and then on the concert night, got to see John Sprocket, who was here on the show a, few, about, um, a month ago. 
um, Poison Garden from Italy. You guys, and you all tore the place up. Uh, and then we all left on Sunday, turned the clock forward one hour into the twilight zone. So. <laughs> true, true, very true. <laughs> Just like we left there, changed the clock, and something happened, and we wish we could go back. But um, but I hope you guys had as good a time as I did and everybody else. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, we had a wonderful okay, time. Um, we, we really enjoyed all the uh, the attendees uh, spending time with you guys and, and the, the performance and uh, all the attire that everyone was wearing and also uh, the – Okay, and uh, I might need you to speak a little, a little bit louder, so we can hear you. Well, oh, a little no closer problem. to the mic. Are you able to hear me better no now? Problem. Yeah, yeah. Now, I need to apologize. I'm not as mean as I look, but anyway. So, um, the band Marquis of Vaudeville, uh, Marquis of Vaudeville. You guys have. Um, You've been performing a lot. You're great songwriters. You've got a lot of praise, adulation, accomplishments, uh, awards. Uh, how long have you been together? We've been together about 10 years now, starting, uh, I believe, in 2009. Uh, we, we formed this band. Uh, myself and the original guitar player, Brian Getty, um, we... We'd been in other bands before, and uh, I, I wrote this song in 2009 called An Ordinary Day. And uh, An Ordinary Day just really changed the, the way we wrote. It, uh, it was just, once I kind of got that song out of the system, I just started to write in this very old-world style, uh, modern yet, uh, yet with an old-world feel. And that's kind of where the, the band developed from there, from that one song, An Ordinary Day. Wow. So, um, so then how did you find your people who, I mean, I'm, you know, I know just enough about music. Now, you know, you can hire side people and you can find people to, who can express your vision. But you guys just all seem to come together so well. So how did you find people interested in the same thing who could, Play what you want, and and you all seem to enjoy each other on stage. Very true, and uh, it's not easy <laughs> to answer that question. Uh, we've been through uh, several members over the years before we settled on on the group that we have now, and uh, we feel that this is the this is the family to to take the the music forward. But um, yeah, we, we you know over the years we. We've gotten new drummers, new bass players. Uh, we've we've used to have a keyboard player, and uh, now we utilize uh, samples for for that sort of thing. But um, yeah, it was it's it's been a long road. It's been a, you know uh, ten years really to get us to where we are now. Um, the members we have, because Cameron, how long have you been playing with us? Uh, a little over a year now. That's yeah, so he's just he's been here about a year. So, so we're we're. Some of these members are still fresh, but uh, we feel like it's on the with everyone here now. Okay, and so I'm just going to read out uh, from your website the lineup currently. Uh, Toby Lawhorn, you, uh, you're the lead singer. Uh, Brian Getty, guitarist Geneva Arena, uh, Parker Sharp, and Cameron Frederick. Cameron 
and Geneva are both with you here in the Genie Bottle tonight. And thank you. Geneva. Yes. Girl. <laughs> you know, I saw you live, and I was sitting kind of midway back, but I think I could have been on the other side of the building and still felt the vibe from you all the way. I mean, you you are just the, uh, the what are you, like the Duchess of the Deep End? I mean, really. Because <laughs> I thought that cause I, I had a, uh, well, there's a, there was an issue of Bass Player Magazine a few years back that had a picture of Tony Levin on the cover that called oh, him yeah. the Dean of the Deep End. And so <laughs> I thought, okay, no, that's Geneva. And I just, there's just something about whenever I see a woman playing bass, and maybe you can explain it to me, but I think it's just something that I've got. Listen, I've had my own band for years. I've worked with a lot of good bass players. But something about when I have a woman, they they just have a different type of connection and ownership of the music. Not to discount the guys. I've worked with a lot of great guys. I've heard a lot of great guys. But um, there just seems to be a, a different kind of soul that comes out. Do you feel that when you play or, or listen to other Maybe musicians that you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel very connected to this music, and uh, more so than any other band I've been in. And I'm very happy to be a part of it. Because that night at, at, uh, in Tucson, there was you, of course, and then afterwards Anais Noir in Poison Garden, and I've had other uh, other lady bassists on the show. I don't know. Do you know uh, Julie Slick? Um, I don't think so. Well, honey, your sister's in the deep end. She <laughs> plays with uh, she plays with Adrian Ballou. Okay. And oh, I'll, I'll definitely the, look her up. And also, if you know Crimson, King Crimson. Yes. The Crimson Project. So she and Tony Levin, they'll, they'll have like three. They call it three of a perfect pair. The Robert Fripp thing, but it'll be like two guitar, two bass, two drums. So it's she and Tony Levin play in the same group with the Crimson Project. And uh she yeah, she's a lot of fun too. But uh yeah, so when did you start playing bass? So what what else did you play first? Because I know sometimes it takes a it's a road for people to go to the bass. Um well I started playing music when I was in junior high. Um I started on the oboe and I played that in orchestra for a few years and then I moved to saxophone and then I Quit guitar times before I finally stuck with it, and then I found the bass after that. So, and I haven't done anything else since. She has a wonderful right. story about how, no how she how she joined the band. I think she should probably. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> lay it on me, sister. I got to hear this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you better ask if you can be profane. <laughs> Can I be in public waiting? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was um, I lived in Wichita, Kansas at the time, and I was in a band in Wichita and also in a band that was based uh, down here in Dallas, and they were both rock bands. And I would drive back and forth to play with this other band um, several times a month, and we played a show at the Curtain Club here in Dallas, and we opened for. Um, this band called the orange and a couple other bands and also this band called Marquis of vaudeville. 
And when we got there that afternoon to load in, I, I walked in through the side door and all these guys were like dressed in fancy suits and they were, they were hanging up flowers and vines on the stage and all these fabrics. And I was just like, Oh my God, who are these I'm going to have to sit through them tonight. <laughs> because in my experience, people who, point at least people who put that much time and energy into the way they looked didn't put that same time and energy into the music mm-hmm. so I just thought of the gimmick and I thought they were going to be terrible <laughs> and, um, and then they started they started the sound check and my jaw fell to the floor and I was like oh my god they're so good and then and then like when they, they, were, they were even better and and I remember standing there just hearing the music and watching them perform and thinking, I wish I could be in a band like this, like, so much. And then, like, how, how two and a half, two, three years later, like, three years later, I got to be in the band. So, so she, she got her wish. How many people get to say that they get their wish? Seriously. I mean, right? she is a, who gets to have this kind of velveteen rabbit moment? <laughs> And so, what did you keep up with each other in between? So that, um, well, or did okay, you? So, so you would know when they needed somebody, or, um, okay, listen, nobody else listening right now. Geneva, just between you and me, there wasn't like any little um, uh, sabotage going on, you know, like the, like in Showgirl where she drops some marbles under the girl, other girls, so she'll be the lead dancer or something. Or <laughs> no, I live. Nobody else is listening. <laughs> <laughs> but I hear uh, that person didn't need any help sabotaging themselves. <laughs> okay. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but, okay. But no, I saw them that first night, and uh, me and uh, my, the singer of my band that was in Wichita was also down at the show. And we were like, hey, would you guys want to come up to Wichita and play a show with us? Because my other band was kind of a little bit more in the same vein, um, you, you know, music-wise and everything. And it's like, well, guys, we'll bring you guys up for um, a show that we're going to be doing in October. And they're like, great. So um, we did that, and it was a great show. And we just kind of kept in touch with each other a little bit over the years. Yeah. It was like, what, three years? Yeah. And then um, – we 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 sent you a message and uh, said, hey, we might at some point. Would you want to fill in if we uh, if we ever need? Would you want to fill in on bass if we we uh, need a bass player? And that was kind of how it all began. Uh, we just kind of asked if she would be interested, and I think that you said yes. Yes, yes. You sent me a message and asked if I was interested in filling in from time to time, and I said yes, absolutely. And then. Um, and 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 then I didn't hear from you guys for a year. Yeah. <laughs> we like to let you, we like to let you stew for a little while before <laughs> make sure you, make sure you really want it. You right. know. <laughs> Give her time to get used to the idea. <laughs> oh, like a long courtship. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, what? <laughs> that was a good story. And uh, the other bass player, I don't know if his fingers ever got, you know, fixed again. You know, I hope he had a good uh, orthopedic surgeon. Uh, Cameron. Yes. Hello. Tell me about tell me about you, Cameron. How long have you been with the band? What do you do? What did you do before? Oh, good lord! All right, so um, I've been in the band for a little over a year now. Uh, I actually met them overseas in the United Kingdom when I was in a different band. As a matter of fact, yeah, we were all, we were on tour with with him, and he was in another band that uh, we're not going to say their name, but they weren't very cool. <laughs> no, they they weren't. They all weren't right. People at all. Oh. And so, uh, and so we, we, we well, wait a minute, them. Cameron. That makes you sound like a rescue pup out of the other band or something. You know what? You're not the first person to say that. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> he was a rescue. It, 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 it was a rescue situation. We have to say, um, we we saved him. But uh, right, so. yeah, I met him overseas uh, back in. Uh, it was a, December 2018, yeah, the end of 2018. Yeah, around December time, as a matter of fact. It was pretty cold in the U.K. But uh, so how we met, though, uh, yeah, we, I was in a different band. We met on tour, and, I mean, right away, I mean, I hadn't listened to their music a whole lot, but right away I could just tell these guys were the type of people that would just get their shirts off their back for another person, and that kind of stuck mm-hmm. with me at first. And... Mm-hmm. I mean, just super friendly. I mean, just absolutely honest and true people to themselves and to the others around them as well. And I think that's what kind of gravitated our friendship. And uh, one night, I mean, of course, as we said before, the band that I was in before, they weren't exactly great. But uh, there was one night, Toby and I were just, you know, outside in the UK and I was talking about, you know, hey, can you guys know any, any band that need a drummer, you know, just uh, I was kind of hinting, trying to hint that, you know, maybe I, I wanted to be their drummer because I really like their music and the way that they hold themselves up on stage. They have this sort of confidence about them that just mm-hmm. makes it entertaining to watch. And yeah. so I was just, I was trying to hint to Toby, I was like, hey, if you, uh, if you ever need a drummer, you know, hint, 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 and to my surprise, he was like, well, would you be interested in filling the position in our band? And immediately I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, uh, we had a, at the time we had uh, Parker, who's our other guitar player. He was filling in on drums while we were on tour. So he wasn't our, he wasn't going to be our full-time drummer. So, um so basically, you know, we were we were kind of on the look lookout for a drummer, and uh, luckily we we went on tour with this band that had an awesome drummer. So uh, you know, we just we we stole them. Kind of. All right. We kind of picked their pockets a little bit. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It was the right thing to do. Yeah. They they weren't too nice to him. So. <laughs> Which, we don't have to go into details, but they just weren't very nice to him. So, yes, yeah, so that was a no. wild ride. Do we, should we should we go into detail about Camden Town? That's a long. Story. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to come back for another podcast for that one. Okay. All right. 
Now, you know, once you've said this, people are going to be after me saying, okay, when are they coming back to tell the other story? So don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> don't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that happens sometimes. So you got the music because, you know, uh, your buddy, our friend, John, John Sprocket, when he was on here recently, he was saying, no, he got the guitar first that somebody made with all the gears on it before he even knew what the kind of music anything about steampunk and the music and then uh then got into it so I thought, okay well maybe that was sent by your guardian angel but you guys just all come together so well and play so well and so i'm so glad that all the things work together uh to, to bring you all together to play because you obviously uh yeah, you're right, Cameron. There's, there was a confidence about the whole band, and you could always tell. You know, when I, I remember, remember years ago before I ever started a band, I didn't want to be. Um, I was always afraid of being from the person, especially local bands, that when something went wrong, they don't know what to do. Well, once a guitar player puts a string on or the snare head gets fixed, we'll play some more. You know, I didn't want to lose the energy. I wanted to be able to work the crowd, so I took a stand-up comedy class, so I would know how to keep things rolling and when they said you know when you walk out people already know if they're going to laugh at you or not by the way how you command yourself and how the kind of confidence you have on stage you know the way you walk with which hand you take the mic or the stand every little thing you do and if you do it in a way that's confident they're going to automatically sit up and be receptive to like what you do otherwise they're going to be, oh this guy's no good and you guys did you all come out you have such confident and and very um charismatic very magnetic presence on stage you know and that matters that just kind of because i'm sure you feel the i'm sure from where you are you feel the audience sort of like rise up emotionally to uh to hear the music yeah, I mean, and, and to enjoy and groove. that's a big part of why we do what we do is the uh the experience of sharing uh that bond with the audience um, and, and, you know, and, and feeding off one another, the, the energy that's passed between, uh, you know, the performer and the attendee. And, um, and it's, uh, it's important for us to connect with the audience. And so um, when, we, when we put this band together, um, there was a point in which we said, all right, we have this music. What are we going to name ourselves? And I already I, I I was familiar with steampunk before this this band. I was uh, I I always dressed Victorian when I went out. It was just kind of my thing. And I was searching around for names, and I threw out the name. I was like, "What do you guys think about this?" My piece of vaudeville. And and by the way, it it's uh, it doesn't matter to to us how people say the name. Some say Marquis de Vaudeville. Some say Marquis of Vaudeville. Some say the Marquise de Vaudevilles, we don't care. Just say it however you want to say it. We just appreciate that people are saying it. So it is, but it is Marquise. It's, it's plural. It's Marquise of Vaudeville. And and when I threw that name out, everyone in the band, they, they kind of, everybody kind of shook their head, yeah, and, and and for a moment, and then we're like, all right, that's it. And what, I, I warned everyone. I said, all right, you understand if we name ourselves this, then the music has to be on par with that name. The look has to be on par with that name. Everything that we do has to be um, on par with that name because uh, the name is grandiose. So everything that we put out 
from uh, the the images that we take for our mm-hmm. photo shoots. Everything has to be grandiose, and and we can never ever uh, be lax on that. We have to be Marquis of Vaudeville, and everyone agreed. And so that was that was what we did. All of our shows, uh, we put on these extravagant events where everyone would get dressed up. And we would make it a themed event. Uh, for instance, one of ours is called um, a Clockwork Wonderland. And uh, if you if you happen to have seen our uh, our We're All Mad Here music video, uh, that music video is based on the live event and and how the live event looks. Um, everything wow. is, is on the level. And we we've done multiple of the years. We do one called uh, Gadgets and Gobstoppers: The Twisted World of Wonka. Uh, we do one called, <laughs> one called Unlucky 13, which is our um, our event that we host in which you, you go and defy superstition. So you have to break mirrors and walk under ladders and, and do all those things that you were raised uh, believing that were going to cause you bad luck. So um, <laughs> we do a lot of different uh, themed events, and uh, we, we 100% uh, – put them together and uh and we host them independently so with the help of fans of course but um so i mean once we once we threw that uh nom de plume on we just kind of had to run with with everything and uh and we never looked back so that's fantastic listen if you're listening live again at geneva cameron toby of marquise of vaudeville uh you know, the number to call in here is 646-716-9922. Or for the people who um, maybe got a job or something situation where they can't make a phone call, uh, you know, you can always message me uh, through Facebook, either through uh, Jennifer Maudette Perry or through Madam Perry Salon. Either one, just send a little message through, and I'll make sure. And I've already got somebody here waiting on you. And if you can wait just one more minute, sweetie, I'll... Get it call in in one minute. We're going to be right back. So don't go away, 520. So, Chuck, talk to us about Fisdale being the Knicks' new coach. What's your uh, thoughts on that? Well, well, I'll tell you right now, Ernie, it don't matter who's going to coach this team. They don't got no talent on it. And I don't don't really feel I talk I don't feel I talk about the Knicks right now. You want to talk about lunch? No. (laughs) What would you like to talk about, Chuck? See, Ernie, I've been listening to a podcast called Madam Perry Salon. And I think Jennifer Perry, she's a great host. I mean, she got all these bestseller authors, roster, all the dip comedians. What about people we that could, don't have rings? Here we go. We I got real fun. Real <laughs> but I think she's great. And I think people would love her show. She got a great laugh. She make, The laugh come out of nowhere like an eagle come in there and just steal the whole show. It's, it's it's a beautiful thing. It's not terrible. All right, guys. Yes, this is your friend, Madam Perry, here in the genie bottle with <laughs> with Cameron, Toby, and Geneva from Marquise of Vaudeville. And you know what? Uh, too, we're also going to talk about uh, you, the awards you've won for uh, video. You've you've composed and licensed music for a variety of film projects, television, uh, including. Charmed, uh, Showtime Network's Dexter. Uh, you've been featured in several magazines, Huffington, oh, Alternative Press, but in uh, BuzzFeed, Huffington Post, uh, Race Point Publishing's book Anatomy of Steampunk, 
as well as Gearheart's Steampunk Glamour Review. And so we're going to talk about all that, and then I'm going to bring this person in. You know what you were talking about when you said, you know, uh, Toby, about committing? Commit, you know, once you chose the name, to commit to it? Yes. You know, I used to, um, this, my band it's always uh, was more jazz, um, or as one drummer said, we did the B-sides of standards, as, as well as some, some Latin stuff. But at one time I had a, uh, for a while I had a keyboard player named Doug. You guys ever heard, um, like, Parliament Funkadelic, Bootsy Collins? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, when when Parliament broke up, they split into two groups. One was went by... Um, um, P-Funk All-Stars and the other one went by Original P. So one had Bootsy and one had George. And um, my keyboard player Doug was in Original P. And, you know, when he started working with us, and he would talk about things like, and see, when you talked about the commitment to the dress and the clothes and the entire, you know, everything about you, you, you have to remain true to the, the authenticity of it. And I remember he would talk to me about stuff that we would do because he always wanted, even if he and I were just doing a duo, he wanted certain things to be prepared. And he said, this is the difference in being an act and being an attraction. You know, the way you just do something to entertain and, and bringing people, you know, drawing people. That's what attracts people. And uh, always, you know, because you learn something from everybody. But, yeah, this is, I think, uh, another reason why. So, yeah, I want to get to talking about charm, Dexter, and everything. But, uh, Geneva, honey, yes. would you, if you don't mind, would you just reach over to your left and part that little beaded curtain because someone else is going to come in here and join us? Oh, okay. Okay, huh? Like, come on into Madame Perry's salon. You know, it's a little dim in here, but come on in and say hello. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, guys? Hey. How you doing? It's y'all's favorite convention panels manager. Come on. Y'all know you love me. Come on. (laughs) How are you? Really? James Brain. I love it. James. How's it going, James? (laughs) How's it going, brother? (laughs) (laughs) How you guys doing? (laughs) <laughs> We're just, you're doing well. You doing well? Eh, I'm surviving. Yeah, same. Work, work, work. You know, so. James, same old, same I am so old. glad. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you here, James. Um, James has been here in the genie bottle so much. He's got his own pillow, as you probably noticed over there. And um, hello, hell, I got my own couch. Come on, now let's be honest woo, here. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> right here. <laughs> And uh, see, I didn't, I didn't tell you this, Cameron, before. Yeah, one of the first guests when I started this show went back and told everybody I've been to Madame Perry's salon. It's like the inside of Jeannie's bottle. So by then, I guess everybody knew. So yeah, he's got his own couch and a pillow over there. But if it was not for James Brain, I, you know, I would not know. I would. Well, my nephew, my nephew had sent me about, I don't know, six or eight years ago. He sent me a video to watch of, of steampunk giraffe. And then when I met James Breen on Facebook, he introduced me to this entire world and kept saying, huh? Steam Power Giraffe? Yes, yes. Uh, My nephew had sent me a video of Honeybee to watch. And I just thought, okay, all right. And then... uh, So, and then once I met James Breen, he kept saying, you've got to come to Tucson. You've got to come to Wild West. 
So thanks to him. He just uh, seriously <laughs> changed my life. So otherwise, yeah, it only took me to four years to get you, you out here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I've been the last three years in a row. Yes, I, I know, and I'm hoping to see you in March. Yes, I hope to see everybody in March. And as I understand so, it, he was uh, pretty instrumental in having us out as well. So. Yeah, I've been trying to get you guys out for years, so I was really happy to see you guys on our bill this year. I was ecstatic. Thank you, thank I you. believe at our manager's meeting where it was discussed that you guys were going to be the you know, one of the uh, bands out. My response to that was, it's about damn time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I I mean, when I first started Dreadnought, you know, Dreadnought Radio, you guys were one of the first bands I spoke to, one of the first bands I played. You know, I mean, I've I've been in love with your music for years. (laughs) We appreciate it, man. All right. And James, you know, sitting around here, we've got, this is uh, uh, Cameron and Geneva here with Toby. Um, I don't know what they did with Parker and Brian. I think they've, I don't know, they've probably got them out. I don't know. Oh, I, wonder if those are, I wonder if those are the two that we uh, accidentally brought up to the to the vendetta up there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think they're going to be part of my crew now. Sorry, I kidnapped them. They're mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have them. We yeah, have them. Lock it up, Toby. You're next. <laughs> I'm next. <laughs> Bad. I'm a sneaky one. <laughs> uh, and this is why I love one. you guys so much. <laughs> I've been accused of sneakiness a lot lately. Don't know why. I must be slipping. Okay, so. Um, James, you know about this. I wanted to ask if you guys, um, you know, the fact that you've, you've um, a lot of your music has been licensed for TV, film, you know, two of the most popular or most well-known, Charmed, Dexter. Um, tell me, tell us a little bit about that, getting into it. I mean, how does, you know, that's got to feel good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, over the years, um there were some music supervisors and uh, music licensing companies that would approach us um, and ask us if we were interested in having our music in TV and film. And uh, at, at one point uh, we, we found uh, someone that we liked and we said, yeah, let's do this. And so uh, they kind of shopped us around and um, some music supervisors came to them and said, hey, uh, we dig these tunes. Can we put the, these in a project? And it, and it was just kind of an avalanche from there. Um, I don't even honestly remember. I think our first placement was in a Lifetime uh, a movie. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but that was like around, I don't know, that was right around the time we started. And then uh, just we got more and more placements over the years. There, some of the things we, we don't even know uh, exactly what we're in. For instance, sometimes on our, on our royalty statements, it will just say German television. We have no idea exactly how it needs to be utilized. A lot of times when it's overseas, or it'll just say French film. Um, and so we're like, okay, I guess, I guess you know, they're placing us in a French film. 
But uh, every now and again, we we get uh, we they pop up on IMDb so we can see exactly what what we were in and that sort of thing. That's amazing. That's got to be. You ever um, have have you always been pleased with that? Then again, I was going to say, have you always been pleased with the things? Did you always feel like you were a good fit for whatever? Uh, Project you were your music was included in, but then again, if it says German TV or French film, you don't really know. But as long as the checks are good, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of times, yeah, we've we've been asked if you know if it's okay and can we place it, and that, and uh, in those instances, most of the time we've given permission. There have been a few things that we've turned down, but uh, sometimes, especially when it's uh, when it's overseas. Uh, we don't we don't have that luxury, so it just gets placed. Uh, that's kind of how the company works. So, but yeah, we've been in uh, we've been in uh, we have three I think two or three songs in Charmed uh, in various episodes. So if you watch Charmed on uh, the original Charmed on Netflix, then our music's in that. Uh, also in Dexter, um, there's a feature film that we really enjoy called Trust Me that we have music in. Um, there was a new I thought that was you guys. Oh, did you did you watch Trust Me? Um, a friend of mine actually sent me a clip that had the music in it, and he was like, Are you, "Do you know who this is?" I was listening to. It, I was like, "It kind of sounds like Marquia Vaudeville, but I'm not sure." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, it, you know, with the the some of the placements, they don't always credit you. Uh, they don't always credit the music. So, like for instance, Dexter didn't doesn't credit any of the bands that are that are placed. So any of the music that they play, they don't really tell you who it is. So there are some websites out there where people go and they search to find out who a band or uh, what the music is that they heard in a show. And a lot of people have found us through sites like that. Uh, for, oh, nice. For instance, yeah. So. It sucks so that you don't get credited. That's the thing I don't like. I wish you guys just got credit for everything you're in, that your music's mm-hmm. in, that you do, because, I mean, seriously, you guys are just amazing. <laughs> Thanks. Man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, sometimes that's the case, but other times, you know, it just depends on the project. So. And we've done a lot of short film stuff. We we composed the, uh, we, the entire score to a steampunk uh, short called uh, The Mechanical Grave. Um, if you can get your hands on that, it's a little bit obscure, but it's really cool. Um, in which, uh, actually, uh, I think Hal Estelle, who does our, our little steampunk film show every year at uh, Con, I think he actually featured that once. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah every it's year really he puts out. Yeah, every year he does a thing at uh, Con where he, you know, each day he's got four or five shorts that he shows. Right. So, yeah, and I believe he showed that one. Hmm. All right. So uh, that's good. I, I didn't. I don't think I really realized. I guess I had never been to a house uh, video show or, or a film showing on that. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have There's it so this year because they had. We didn't have the Arizona Theater to, available to us. How will we do another one next year? Because we will have the Arizona Theater next year. I guess it's going to be like an every other year thing we'll have that now. So, uh, well, so when you come out you when you come out in March, you can go see Hell's short film stuff. See, see how that works. 
Yeah, yeah. We can dig it, everybody. Now, you know, one thing, um, usually when people are on um, performers, you know, like to make sure that everyone knows where to get their music, uh, where to find them. So, and then also we want people to know where you're going to be performing live. But that's a little off right now. But for people who who have just gotten to know you or people who have been – fans a long time, they probably know where to get all of your music, but where do people find you and get to know your music and what is your website address? So uh, the best place is at uh, movmusic.com, just Marquis of Bobville, right? So movmusic.com. You can get all of our music there. Uh, We have a lot of content. We have our videos, a lot of photos, uh, a lot of content from our our events that we put on. We have... uh, a lot of uh, photos from our events, and uh, we have all the lyrics. Um, it's a really cool site. Um, but, I mean, you know, if you utilize iTunes or Amazon or uh, even Spotify, we, we're, we're on it pretty much every platform, including uh, Pandora. We practically invented the Internet, so you can find us, you can find, you can find us anywhere. Uh, we're all over the place. But the best place is our website at movmusic.com. Okay, and thank you for making that so easy with movmusic.com to find it. And and I it's is that with music, watch videos, photos, yeah, lyrics that everyone can sing along uh to everything. You have such a gorgeous website anyway. And it's it's fun to travel around. It's like okay, for me, it's like digging around it. It's like a found uh, house, like maybe the house in Enigma Man, the video. It's like I've gone in there and started digging around and finding stuff and finding all kind of cool things. So that's what it's like going to the website for me. That's exactly what we wanted. So thank you. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Okay. And uh, tell me about uh, The Wild Lost. The Wild <laughs> Lost. It's a, it's a, a special little tune about uh, running away with the circus. And uh, it it was one of those things that it really just resonated with a lot of our fans, and so mm-hmm. uh, our fan base became the Wild Loss. Um, and so we, uh, although they they go by Vod Villains, uh, the the entire, <laughs> the entire group is called the Wild the Wild Loss. So it's like your special fan club is your fans and the street and they become a street team too sort of yes correct yeah and another thing i like too is you also have on your uh website fan art oh yeah yeah and we get a lot of fan art this, and we 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 like to share it and it's that's good. awesome you guys by the way because i think you're the only band ever that i've seen that has something like that on their website I cannot think of another band I've ever looked at their website that had a section specifically for fan art. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And you know me. I look. I I go through a lot of music. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. So I've looked at a lot of websites, and (laughs) so that was one of the. We we saw being Uh, created. We wanted to share it, you know. Yeah, and it's good. It's, I mean, it's, plus it's an honor. To, to me, that would be an honor. 
you know, it would definitely be an honor to have people do that for you. Um, I had a guest on um, a couple years ago, fan, well, somebody I've been a fan of, Chasm Sultan, who's a bass player for um, Todd Rundgren and Joan Jett, different people. And he has a lot of fans that, that draw pictures of him. And they even called in, hey, you want some more pictures of you? And they'll share it on, on Facebook and everything else. But I don't think I saw it on his website. I think you're right, uh, Jim. I've never seen any other anybody else yeah, share the I've, fan art. Exactly. And so, yeah, and that's another thing that really I just love about you guys because it's very obvious you care about your fans. It's not all mm-hmm. about, oh, we're this awesome band, you know, listen to our stuff. It's like, no, you know, we love our fans. Here, check out some of the art we get from them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, it, it's one of those things with us and that we wouldn't be able to do what we do without our fans and without the people who, who listen and support us. So, you know, uh, when we're at a show, we, we will literally stand there and speak to every single person that wants to talk to us uh, after the show. We're tired. We've just given everything we've got, but we will still we'll stay as long as everyone wants to speak with us. Um, we ne- we never we never shut people down and say hey sorry we gotta go. We, we always make ourselves as available as we possibly can. Um, yeah, uh, and, for the fans want to talk to. Us. And on that note, um, just a little thing for you guys because um, being a manager with the convention, I get you know feedback from a lot of people and on everything. And that is one thing that was brought up about you guys that you are the most readily available and willing to just hang out and talk band we've had. And, you know, and not to say that other bands haven't been, you know, willing to sit and talk, but, you know, they they get busy, they get rushed. And, you know, it's like there were people who said, you guys just kind of seemed like you went out of your way to make the time. I mean, that's, I mean, to us, that's kind of the best part is, getting to know the fans and learning why they are so attracted to the music that we play. True. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah, we're, we're super busy too, but I mean, um, why are we there? We're there for the people that want to see us. We're there for the fans. And so that's right. the uh, most priority for, for anybody yep. playing. So we, we, that we try, we tend to look at it that way and, and try to make grand. Uh, we make have the easy. one, we have that one drawback, though, that old Tucson kicks us out at the off-property at a certain time. So it makes hanging out <laughs> at the venue kind of hard sometimes after the show. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, Those <laughs> We have cameras. No. Cameras stuck behind the drums. We want to get them out so people can see them, too, right? See his whole outfit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, don't just hide the drummer. Don't just hide it back there. Give him his chance to get out and see what he's wearing and so forth. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I'm behind the entire wall of drums, but you know what? I like to put a show regardless whether I'm seen or not. And, and you do. So, hey, um, we know, listen, recently I was um, – so, James knows. You guys may not know. I'm an entertainment publicist, and recently I was asked to speak to a couple of weeks ago to a graduating uh, PR class at Clark Atlanta University. And yes, but I'm not so. Of course, the first thing they start hitting me all with is, I said, "Well, tell me what you got going on with your projects right now, and any questions you have that I could help you with." And everybody hit me with, "We're all quarantined. What do we do? We can't have things out in the street. We can't do this. We can't do that. Things that they had planned where you get out and meet people." 
you know, they were like, what, what do we do now? And I know so many bands have been hit with this, especially uh, not just you guys. Everybody's had plans, had tours set up, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, we can't all get out and play. Um, <laughs> well, some people – oh, and by the way, since we're talking about people not getting out and play, I just want to give a little shout-out – uh, love to my nephew Matt, uh, the guy that helped before James tried to get me into steampunk. Uh, he's been out in the protest with uh, his friends in Conyers, Georgia. So Matt, stay safe. I'm very proud of you. Um, Same so, here. Yeah. No, I don't know you, dude. Keep up the good fight. <laughs> Matt Jordan, I love you to death, and uh, and I'm very proud of you. So. Um, so you've got the tour page and um, some dates in July, November. Were these last year or are these coming up? Was it July or November? Yeah, they're supposed to be coming up. However, with the state of things, we really, you know, everything's tentative right now. Um, we're kind of just waiting on uh, on any kind of announcement as to those events uh, happening or not happening. So, um, you know, we're, we're right now, what we're focusing on is we're, we're writing new music. Um, if we're going to be quarantined, mm-hmm. then we're going to create. And so, uh, that's what we've been really focusing on heavily is, uh, create, creating and also, uh, just watching the, the, the climate of the, uh, of the world right now and kind of what's going on, uh, socially. So, um, we, you know, uh, along with that, we've also been uh, working on uh, getting our um, our music videos and some other uh, film festivals. Um, we've been doing really well. We're on that here. One, uh, I think, like in between ten to fifteen awards, and so we've been working on um, the the Enigma Man, and it's been winning a, a it's been getting selected and winning a lot of awards as of late as well. So that's that's basically what we've been doing in in the during the quarantine days. Well, I'm looking forward okay. to hearing the new stuff. <laughs> yeah, me too. So when we're all ready to go, you'll be with us. Hey, by the way, guys, Cameron, <laughs> Geneva, Toby, answer this for me. You know, I know that if James and I have anything to do with it, yes, we'll all be back in Arizona, back in Tucson next year with the most wonderful people I've ever known. But also, um, once we're all out, and we got to, you know, like Jesse said, we got to keep hope alive that we'll all be out again. Um do you see yourself coming to the South? Like Atlanta? Uh, well, well um, we play uh, at uh, Dragon Con uh, here and there. Mm-hmm. So we've, how many times have we been out? Twice now. So uh, we pretty much submit every year, but they like to have a few years in between the acts coming out. So I think it's getting mm-hmm. close to our, our time to come back. But uh, – yeah, so we, we travel around the states a lot and perform all over the place. Um, but, uh, you know, our headquarters is here in uh, in Texas, but uh, we, we kind of go all over from Detroit to Atlanta to uh, out to the West Coast. Um, so we're all over the place. All right. Well, this is so, this is, I'm so glad that you guys made time to to come here to the Genie Bottle, and I really do appreciate it. James Breen, thank you for bringing this wonderful people into my life. And 
I just want you to know they've. Hey, by the way, in case uh, you didn't, I don't know if you heard it earlier, James, before you got in here, but uh, they've got some more stories to tell, and so they're going to have a part two at some time. Oh, awesome! Mm. Oh, yeah, that's, that's great. We've got, we've got some UK stories we could yeah. tell you, and a lot of funny stories and a lot of uh, a lot oh, of cool and funny stories for sure. <laughs> hey, so, uh, UK I stories are sometimes the best. Well, I used to spend my summers and Christmas breaks um, between London and Edinburgh and throughout that region because that's where my family's from. So I go out there with my grandparents every year. Jim, I've got so, so much to learn about you. You have such a man of mystery. Okay, so you guys, please, please do really come back and hear the story. When I had a TV show back in the uh, late 90s in Atlanta, and I would have bands talk about it, I'd say, you know, there's like a fine line between on the road. Well, there's not much of a middle class. So you're either on the road or you can afford to tear up the hotel room. But in between, I get bands to give me stories. I'd say, you know, give me recipes from the road. And they'd say, well, you're down, you get out the pot, you put it on your uh, steaming radiator, put some water, ramen. When the ramen explodes, it's done, you eat. And by then, the cars cool down. You know, those were the road recipes they would give me. So, uh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I know you've got more fun stories than that, but um, yeah. And by the way, guys, please. Amber sends her love to everybody. <laughs> she just messaged hey. me. She's not home right now, but Amber, Amber sends her love. Hey. Okay, send it <laughs> hello, back. Amber. Yeah, we love you, Amber. Hello. All right. So, guys, you've heard they, they've said they're going to come back, and thank you so much, James Green. Thank you so much, Geneva Arena. Toby. Thank you. Lawn, you're very welcome, hon. And, uh, and listen, you can just come back for a girls' night anytime, Geneva. Okay, that you don't have to wait okay. for anybody else. All right. Okay, right and <laughs> guys, it and, was great uh, talking to you guys Cameron again. Frederick. It was great meeting you, and I miss hey. you guys already. <laughs> Thank you, yeah, Jim and James. We, we really appreciate it. We'd love to be back. We, well, we miss you, and uh, yeah, we want to have you back soon. And you know what? Thank you.